and welcome to the FM Podcast. I'm Jen Fritz, and I run Fritz Media, a music publicity and digital marketing firm located in Vancouver, Canada. And this is episode number 34 of the podcast. So on this week's show, I'm talking to Vancouver singer-songwriter Haley Blay about her transition from YouTube influencer to musician. Now, this was a super interesting chat, but it wasn't without its challenges because Haley did the interview from her tour van in Austin, Texas, which made things a bit more exciting. Uh, You'll even notice some nice background color on this one. We had a really great talk about a lot of things, including how musicians these days have to be content creators on their socials uh, on top of creating music, which could be so overwhelming. It, It was a really great talk, and I hope you enjoy it. Here's my conversation with Haley Blay. Well, hello, Haley. How are you doing today? Oh, I am doing. <laughs> doing lots. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm doing as well. You know, it's been a, a bit of a crazy day, but I, it looks like your day is a little bit crazier. Uh, it looks like you're inside a tour van. Yeah, I'm currently posted up on the floor of the, the van to get some shade from the Austin heat. Amazing. The Wi-Fi and the Airbnb is non-existent and we're just going to charge up the data bill. We're just going to go for it. Well, you know, that's what happens when you're on tour. So you're in Austin for South by Southwest. How are things going there? No, we're not for South by Southwest. I freaking wish. (laughs) It's just we're we're, we're here for a couple days. Just going to enjoy the sun, the Texas Heat. You're currently on tour in the U.S. with Peach Pit, is that right? Correct. So I did, I did get that part right. You're not just hanging out in the states. You're on tour. You're in the tour van. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in the tour van. Hence, I'm on tour. <laughs> it's all coming together. All right. So we've never met before, but I have heard lots about you from Megan and Savannah at uh, Tiny Kingdom Music, and I've followed yeah. your career a little bit from them. And they're your managers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and your record label? <laughs> yeah, they're they're everything to me. <laughs> they do everything. They're my mothers. They're my fathers. They do it all. They're my religious figure, features <laughs> figures. Hello, therapists. They're my therapists. <laughs> Unfortunately for them, they're my therapists. Everything amazing. I wanted to talk to you because the the topic for this week's show is basically about your journey from being a YouTube influencer to a career in music. It's kind of a sort of a reverse engineering thing I find. It's it's a really interesting trajectory. Mm-hmm. So let's start a little bit at the beginning. Uh, I'm wondering how did how did the journey start, Haley? <laughs> yeah. Let me take you there. It's a cool April day in Kelowna, BC. <laughs> and all my friends are going to university. And I'm at home scrolling through Tumblr, scrolling through YouTube. You know, I just decided I could probably post some stupid videos of me uh, covering like a Bonnie Bear song or like posting about my favorite makeup because um, you don't need a university de- degree to do that. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Trust me. Um, yeah, and then it's just like you slowly build a community and you realize like you need, maybe this could be a great place for me to like hone my music craft and like people will want to watch my journey. And I, I think it's like, a, it was a great combination of just like showing my life and then also being like, here's an original song. If you want to hear it, 30 people who are following me on YouTube. And yeah, it was just like a nice 
foundation for that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I didn't, I didn't think too much of it. You know, I, I wasn't like trying to be too strategic. It just seemed, it was just what I was doing. Right. So, 19 after high school, it was just like, let's just do something. <laughs> so there was no plan to be like, I'm going to build this community and then launch my music career. It was just like, this is what I'm doing. No, I th- yeah. It, I was just doing it and it just kind of happened. And I was like, that's cool. And I, I definitely didn't use it to my advantage right away. Right. You know, I was a li- bit late to the game being like, oh, I could use this audience. <laughs> to my, <laughs> You know, I wasn't trying to think too career wise. I was just trying to like do something with my day while everyone was becoming a doctor. <laughs> oh, man. All my peers were getting their medical degree. You were building an audience. That's great, though. But but it wasn't like it wasn't just music-based. Like, you were yeah. creating content that, you know, you were doing makeup tips and other things as well, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I was just, I just felt like creating, you know, I don't know. I just liked showing my life, I guess, or like sharing things. I'm not one to keep a journal because I like, am too scared like, what if someone reads it and it's not as entertaining? Like, I'm always <laughs> kind of being on. So I'm like, if I can actually create the dialogue that people are seeing and know that they're going to see it. Right. You know, I'm in control. Yeah. I guess. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Of my own life. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting because, I mean, authenticity is the key, right? To we, we tell the musicians this all the time. The thing that you need is authenticity. That's the thing that comes through, especially, like, on your socials. Mm-hmm. So you built a community first. Yeah. Obviously you're still building that community because you know, people discover you every day. So it's still, it's still built. The grind never stops. No, <laughs> no, it sure doesn't. We're building. <laughs> I, I wonder just because you're so, you knew how to create content, which most musicians don't know how to do when it came to actually, you know, actually releasing singles for, for real. How did that skill help you, particularly on on socials? Oh, man. Yeah, I think I, I, I definitely wasn't trying. I didn't think of any sort of strategy of how like it would re- be received better if I like did some sort of like campaign or something. I know a lot more now. I feel like I'm a lot more <laughs> professional these days, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just like, I don't know. It was just very stream of consciousness. So if I wanted to release a song, I was just like, here's a song. Hope you like it. And I think people liked the kind of unplanned, like the candidness of it. Of it all. Yeah. It was just kind of like, here's some art, you know, go check it out. Let's not overthink this, everybody. <laughs> Let's just have fun and enjoy. Yeah, totally. I think that there's a lot of artists doing that now, particularly on TikTok. Yeah. So maybe you were ahead of the game a little bit. <laughs> totally. It's just kind of like the, the bit of the Beyonce drop where you're just like, yeah, this is out. Yeah. What do you want me to do? What more do you want from me? <laughs> and now, like, you just released a, n- a new single, which has the greatest name ever, which I'm going to mm-hmm. say because I love it. And it's the uh, coolest fucking bitch in town. I love it. Yay. <laughs> I was like, that's the greatest name. That was so good. Oh, thanks. I, I imagine releasing that single, you had to have a little bit of forethought. You couldn't just drop it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Definitely a little bit. We were, we we're struggling with, like, the title. Like, do we want to censor it? Do we want to uh, abbreviate it? Like, what's the best way? Because obviously, it's got a couple swear words in it. Yeah. And, um, but I'm really, th- I'm really loving, kind of addicted to the vibe that like media loves women who swear right now. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, girls can swear. And we're like, <laughs> finally. <laughs> okay, I can hop on that train. I can hop on that train. Yeah, we're just kind of like, do we want to, how do we want to release it? I'm like, well, well, hey, I say it. the lyric is the song title. Let's just go for it. Let's just say it's called Coolest Fucking Bitch in Town. People can deal with it if they don't like it. 
but it's been received really well and nobody seems to be offended mm-hmm. uh, by the ex- explicity of it all. No, that's I, I think that was the right move too. It's just like, here's what it is. Like, if you don't like it, fine, don't cover it. That's cool. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do, right? You can't please everybody anyway. Yeah. So yeah. someone's going to be mad no matter what, right? <laughs> I would imagine like radio would probably be the only yeah. place where you would have a problem. But yeah, there there was a couple discussions on like, should you make a clean version for the radio? And I'm like, I don't know if I want this song on the radio. <laughs> I'm like, I think let's just keep this one for me and the girlies who like to swear. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, if you don't have a, a <laughs> like a huge commercial radio campaign, who cares? Do what you want, man. Who cares? Totally. Yeah. I'm sure that's not where your uh, demographic is finding you anyway. So. <laughs> not really. Totally. <laughs> so where do you find that the, the new fans come from? Where do people tend to, to find you? Oh, so, I don't know if you can hear someone's <laughs> blasting the radio right now, but <laughs> I'm like, oh, is that my song? <laughs> like, well, oh they listen to radio. Um, that's a good question. I think this is definitely like the most successful single release that I've had that I can like see tangibly. I think right now, as of right now, it's through streaming, which is awesome because I think that's really accessible, but it's also like, unless I'm getting millions of streams, it's not the best financial spot for artists, but, but it definitely is the most like, it's great for exposure, which is like, what's, what's the price (laughs) on getting more listeners that really respect and admire your music and are fans of it. So it's like, I'll cut that loss if it means that I'm going to yeah. connect with someone. Might so. as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking because yeah. I'm like super interested in the age group, uh, how they find music because I get so many different. Yeah. Everyone I ask in your demographic tells me something different. <laughs> and it's super interesting to me. I know. Yeah. It, it is because I think it's like there's so many channels now to absorb content that it's kind of overwhelming that I, I don't I don't know if I could specify like where's the most that I'm getting it from I don't, or that anyone's getting it from it's like there's too much there's too many places that it's just like people can find you anywhere there's nowhere to hide <laughs> there is nowhere to hide <laughs> there's nowhere to hide no it's true but I mean that's good and bad because that just means there's so much right yeah. so and there's so much music being released every day yeah you gotta you gotta cut through the noise somehow and uh you do that very mm. well uh with content creation uh, on your socials. I wonder, you know, this is something that we talk about a lot on the podcast because musicians don't like posting on their socials. They hate it. I don't know if you've heard. And <laughs> well, so self-promotion is is such an embarrassing task in my opinion. Yeah, it totally is. It's just yeah. so vulnerable. I get it. I wonder yeah. if you have any any tips you know, to pass along to, to artists that are just like, oh my God, I have this music coming out and I hate posting on my socials. And, you know, we always say consistency is so important. And yeah, is there anything like, do you like make yourself like go on socials a certain amount of time a day? I think what I like to do is definitely not overthink anything, which can be detrimental <laughs> to whatever you're doing, but that's true. Um, yeah, just kind of like, if you're excited about something, then definitely post about it. If you're like feeling feeling like you don't want to, just like listen to what you want to do. I think it's it's very stressful playing like the game, what you're supposed to do on social media and like what are the best strategies. That overwhelms me a lot. So if I'm in the mood to share, then I will. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like I just can't be bothered right now, and just kind because in the end it's all. <laughs> It's a luck if, if your intention is that you want a bunch of people to see it. Mm-hmm. It's like no matter what you do, 
it's going to be what what the algorithm wants to give you, which is it's just don't overthink it. Just do what you want to do. No, that's totally that's Honestly. totally fair. Yeah. Our guest last week, we talked to uh, Alexis Young, who um, from Blonde Diamond, cool. and she she was saying what she doesn't like about creating content for socials is the amount of time that it takes. Like, totally. if you're putting together like a short little TikTok, creating that takes like a long time, right? And I yeah, I have no idea what to do on TikTok. <laughs> no, I really feel like. I understand like the generational gap between like my parents and technology. And I was like, how do you not understand how to post to Facebook mom? And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand at all. It's so, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And then like, yeah, it's a lot of work. Like you said, you don't know unless the algorithm favors you, it could be all for naught yeah. too, right? You just created, absolutely. You just, Post it and nothing happens, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. which is not great. Which is going to happen probably 90% of the time, sadly. Unfortunately, yes. Or 99. Yeah, it's yeah. true. So you started with a community um, and, and launched your, your music career. What was, do you, like, was there one thing that you would think was instrumental in um, bringing more people to your channels? Was there, like, why do you think that the, the, that you were successful in? Well, doing. if you're, if we're thinking like really specific, I can think of one video that I think I can attribute that to, which is a video of me drunk cutting my bangs <laughs> every, every day or like every week, at least I'll get one comment. That's like, I've been here since the drunk bang video. You know, it's like, so, so glad I found you through the drunk bang video. And I'm like, is that my legacy? Well, yeah, we've all been there. I guess we've all been there <laughs> because a lot of, um, the lifestyle content I create, it's like kind of a, a a bunch of clips from like a week or something. It's never just like, I'm doing this one video on this thing. It's like, I think this video was like me cutting my bangs and then seeing my family and then doing something music related. So it showed a lot of my life. And I think that it exposed who I am. And it was kind of like, this is what you're in for if you stick around. <laughs> so I think that if people did stick around from that, it's like, okay, great. You're you're into what I have to offer. And that's why they like stayed. Cause they're like, really, they could relate to me or, and we could relate to each other and connect. And so when I'm releasing music, it's like, I've been here since the drunk bang video, because I knew this is what I was in for. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It, but that's it though, because it just comes back to authenticity again, which is always the name of the game, right? Absolutely. Uh, that's just always uh, what it comes down to. All right. Yeah. So you have the new single out right now, Coolest Fucking Bitch in Town, which I'm just, I love to say it. So I'm going to say it every time. And is this single attached to an album or is it just a single? Yeah, I would love, we're working on HBLP2 as we speak. Um, this is just like the first one I wanted to get out. I'm so stoked and proud of it. We worked, uh, uh, produced by David Vertesi. Woohoo! and john anderson so we're working with a lot of local folks and hoping to have an album out next year i don't know i'm just letting it come as it you know yeah don't overthink it no that's right yeah it carve its own course that's kind of how it is these days you don't really have to have much of a plan if you want to put music out you put it out which you did yeah You you can put another couple singles out too if you want and then release it i think i might release the album whenever you want it's totally fine (laughs) (laughs) you have a video to go with the um single as well yeah what can you tell me about the the creation of that video because it's pretty cool yeah so that is directed by jake pasco who is my loving partner 
which is really fun. Couple goals. <laughs> We're Love doing it, it together. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was just he wanted to make a video for it, and I was like, okay, great. I don't, I don't have the budget to pay anyone to do this, so how about I just buy you one? <laughs> and <laughs> he uh, just had this idea of kind of like it being one shot. He had this uh, a really great explanation of it that I was like, wow, I didn't know that's what it was. That's so cool. You're so creative and you're amazing. I totally forget what it is. <laughs> I can't remember. I was just like, oh, so it's like me and I'm like passing my old selves and stuff like that on the street. And he was like, I guess, but I, I thought it was this, 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 and this. And I'm like, okay, his mind. But that's that was my interpretation of it as we were filming it. Filming it is like, there's, you can see all these kind of Easter eggs of past music videos and past kind of uh, phases I've been through in my life, which is kind of like bittersweet because I'm like moving on from that. I think a lot of this new music we're recording is way more mature, a lot of darker and like, I don't know, thick. I want to say thicker, if that makes sense. It's just like, there's more to it. Yeah. Heavier maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, let's do it at night when like, cause everything's darker. There's something about the nighttime that I'm relating to this album and these songs that for this album. Yeah. He kind of just was, he just did his thing. And I think it's a really simple and effective video for such an emotional song. No, definitely. I, I definitely think that it, 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 it they work well together, mm-hmm. the music and, and the, the video. Um, great. Awesome. I'm glad you think that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had to pay nothing for it. I think that's that's uh, even well, better. We pay- <laughs> I didn't have to pay him, but you had other he costs. Me a favors. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just like I. It's such an expensive cost for musicians that uh, I always feel for them with that one when making videos. Yeah, there, there's always there's many different venues that you have to kind of hemorrhage money into to create your your vision which you know that's what you got to do sometimes no totally so do you have a day job or do you just like live off of your 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 music and your content creation (laughs) i currently live off my content creation which is i'm very privileged to do so um we'll see when i get back from this tour if i should return to my barista days but uh yeah currently very very grateful to be able to do this as my full-time job oh that's amazing so you're on tour. How long are you on tour for with Peach Pet? When does this tour end? A hundred years. <laughs> no, it ends on April 28th. You know when you're on the road and time doesn't exist? And I'm like, how long have we been doing this? Like probably a month, right? And we checked and it's like, oh, a week. And it's like a, in a good way. You know, you're like, wow, because it's so busy and time loses its meaning and nothing makes sense anymore. And you're just kind of like driving endless hours to get to the venue and just play such an amazing show with such a great turnout like so honored to be on this tour with beach pit oh it's really a crazy opportunity oh totally the crowds must be incredible i can't even believe it they're insane yeah oh so good what are your plans for the rest of the year do you have any big plans like when the tour is done what what comes next after that when the tour is done i will continue to record the rest of the album kind of spend the late uh, spring, early summer doing that and hopefully have that wrapped up by July or August and maybe play a couple more shows, tour a little bit more possibly. And yeah, I'm just going to, I'm kind of wanting to have a yes man mentality when we get back and just kind of 
jump on anything I can get. I'm chomping at the bit to keep going. So, well, that's good though. Once you start, I can't. You can't stop. It's hard to stop. Yeah, that's good though. That's the way to be. Yeah, like mm-hmm. why not? Right? If opportunities are coming your way, you gotta take them. Mm-hmm. So just wrapping things up a little bit here, uh, we talked a bit about, you know, creating community and how important that is, you know, for for musicians. Is there one platform that you see musicians using or maybe even not using that you think is important for them to check out? Like I know Said the Whale has been using Discord a lot, or do you think that whatever platform works for, you know, it it depends on the, the musician basically, right? Yeah, I think it de- the, it depends on what you're what you're wanting to use the platform for. Like, if you're wanting to make video content and like show more music videos and more like, you know, making of. Like, I know as a musician, also a music a music lover, I like watching how like it's made and like I love seeing like tour vlogs and stuff like that. Like, I am a sucker to be like, what is this? What are they doing out on the road? Or in the studio or something. So totally. I mean, I'm. I just love YouTube. I think YouTube is a great platform for stuff like that. But like, there's so much. There's there's so many places you could share. I think Patreon is really fun because people can support you, and then also I just think that's like a great way to support artists that you love if, if they are giving you sneak peeks, exclusive VIP things. Yeah, totally. Um, you can share like unreleased songs on there i don't know it just feels like very exclusive and very intimate on there yeah you just gotta find your platform and yeah again find your platform what are you doing what what yeah what are you sharing and uh how can that be successfully received cool all right and but also what is successful you know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel fulfilled what are you doing what is life (laughs) what makes you fulfilled All right. Well, this looks like yeah. this seems like a, a good time to head on over to our fresh content segment. Uh, every week on the show, we discuss our favorite piece of music content for the week, and we always like to start with the guest. So, Haley, what do you got? Okay. Okay. So, not only is this my favorite music content for the week, it's it's I think it's the only song I've been listening to for three months straight, uh, and that's "Basement Apartment" by Sarah Harmer. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> Such a classic song. I was, uh, David Vertesi actually, he was like, this song that we were looking at demos or like vibes of songs that we're going to produce. And he's like, this song reminds me of this song. And I was like, who is this? And then I remembered, I used to listen to this song all the time as a kid. It was on the radio. It's like, oh my God, it's such a good song. I think it's like my favorite song of all time. And I just, I could listen to it. It is a, it's a good one though. Yeah. It's so good. I love her. And she was playing in Vancouver when she's playing in Vancouver when I'm on tour and I'm so sad I'm like "Ah, I love Sarah Harmer she's so cool no that's I know actually that whole album I loved too maybe I need to go back and revisit some some Sarah Harmer I think we should definitely do that today (laughs) that's a good one yeah mine is uh mine is kind of like not mine's always like music related kind of because you know it's hard to come up with things every week so mine is a podcast which is called wind of change Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a weird little podcast about now this is going back to the 80s so i know you're not going to know about it but uh this is uh (laughs) there's a song in the 80s from a band called the scorpions called wind of change and this podcast is basically about the idea that the cia wrote the song to help 
bring down the Berlin Wall. And uh, it's so weird. It's so crazy. It's just this weird conspiracy. That sounds fun. Yeah, which they just kind of investigate in a really funny way. Anyway, it's it's called Wind of Change. You can find it on all your podcast platforms. Um, and you know what? It is music related because it's about a song. So, so there you there. go. <laughs> That's cool. We're, we're, we're in go. need of many podcast recommendations in the van. So we'll check that one out. <laughs> totally. Oh, you guys will enjoy it. It's really fun. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate it. From the tour event. Oh, my God. My pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for putting up with all this. This uh, oh, that's okay. Environment. It, <laughs> it adds color. I like it. You know, We're it's just, exciting, right? Let's Is there anything you want to plug before we go? Check out coolest fucking bitch in town. That's right. Hope it does. I hope you like it. Say it a couple times to yourself. <laughs> it's a good mantra. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your tour. And uh, thank you so much. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Well, that was such a fun conversation. I really hope you liked it. And thanks again to Haley for coming on the show. Thanks so much for listening to the FM podcast. If you like the show, please tell your friends and give us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps us. And, you know, you can also help us out by telling a friend about the podcast or even posting about it on social media. Anything you can do, you know, as always, we'd really appreciate it. The FM Podcast is produced by Fritz Media, with production assistance from Carla J. If you want to learn more about Fritz Media, check out our website at fritzmedia.ca. And you can follow us on Facebook, we're at Fritz Media, and on Instagram and Twitter at Fritz underscore media. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, go to the fmpodcast.com. A big thank you to Said the Whale for providing the theme music for the show, and you can find them at saidthewhale.com. Okay, so we're going to go out with our song of the week this week, which, of course, is going to be the song, the song I talked about so many times on this interview. And it's a song from Haley Blay. Here's her latest single, The Coolest Fucking Bitch in Town. Backseat of your parents' car You said that you don't have a curfew anymore Twenty-three and trying to keep your life from going sour And your mother's getting married in the fall And you know that she's happy That things will be okay you wonder what'll happen Christmas Day And I don't know what to tell you To make you not feel sad So I offer my condolences to Dad
I'll see you next Tuesday.